0: Okay, hi, and welcome to another episode or whatever, but, um, so I don't know, I kind of left off with that episode in a weird place. I got a phone call, so that's what cut me off, and I was going to continue talking about Dane Cook, but, like, I don't know, he's just a weirdo, like, he's very, I mean, pretty much not even very much the same, he is the same as, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, and it's like, I don't know what went wrong in their development, but something did, and they both do not seek maturity in their partners, which is, you know, like, they're not doing anything illegal, but are they harming other, are they potentially harming young women and taking advantage of them I don't know it's like up for debate you know I think it's more than likely but whatever I just thought it was interesting I started talking about it because I saw there's this podcast um taught psychology with um I'm not even remembering their names. But anyways, one of the hosts on Pot Psychology, she, I follow her on Instagram and she like posted this whole crazy thread in her stories about like all these things she like dug up about Dane Cook and how, and his like dating behaviors and how he hosts these like game nights or he used to, I don't know if he still does, but like he over the years hosted all these game nights at like celebrities and his friends and all these people went to and um, a lot of them were you know a group of them would be underage and some of them he would start to date as soon as they became legal you know or at some point you know but it's still so weird to be like friendly and acquaintance and hanging out at an older man's house and then once you're legal for him to like romantically pursue you you know it's not kind of like oh it just happened and we like it was like this romantic thing that you know it's like you can speculate this is all allegedly you know and it's my own speculation but I do think her thread pointed out that he kind of was just you know like Um, positioning himself to be able to date these young girls and it's just creepy that's all and it's just like creepy to see that kind of those patterns and behaviors you know but like I said I don't know I'm not the most perfect person and I mean I'm not even perfect obviously and you know people can criticize my dating life as well and how I've been destructive and harmful and maybe I've hurt others as well But that doesn't, you know, mean that they're not doing something that's technically worse, you know? I don't know. It's just good to be, like, careful and mindful about these things. And I do think it's important to hold people accountable, you know? But anyways, I just wanted to conclude that because I didn't want to just, like, be like, oh, whatever. I'm over it and move on from it. But I, it is my podcast, I can do whatever, you know, it's like, I don't know, I'm just, con- it's funny, because I'll listen, I'm listening to myself talking, and I'm like, I'm literally answering all my questions as I go, and it's like, do we, I, do I even have to, no, like, just keep it going, but anyways, um, I wanted to talk about how I listened to this um, so recently I've been listening to Celebrity Memoir Book Club and I I like Claire and Ashley. They're really great. I think the rapport is funny and sometimes, you know, I feel like I'm in the room with them and I'm becoming friends with them, but like obviously they have no idea who I am. But I don't know. So, yeah, sometimes they're talking about things I don't even necessarily know and it's kind of like between them and their friendship. So I don't really get it, you know? But for the most part, some of their things are relatable and I just think they're funny. Like, I get their sense of humor. I like their voices. It's like, I don't know, just comforting. And I do laugh at some of the things they say or like, uh, I do like their perspective. You know, I don't always agree with them, but it's interesting to listen to them give a perspective on celebrities memoirs they read about you know
1: and i don't know with
0: that being said i listened to like they talked about kendra and holly from the girls next door do you have nurse um former girlfriend and um I don't know, I just found it all very, like, riveting, and it just kind of was, like, going down memory lane for me, because I, like, did have a fascination with them in the past, and I want, and, like, during the time I wanted to be a model and be involved in that industry, like, I really thought if I really, like, I don't know, for some reason, I just thought the most ideal kind of model at the end would be to be a Or at some point to be a Playboy model. Obviously, you can't do it long-term because it's, like, what is in that, you know? But I just thought it would be cool to have that accomplishment, you know, and not just be... Like, obviously, I was never going to be an actress. I was never going to be someone influential that decided to pose for Playboy magazine. I just wanted to be in Playboy. Playboy magazine, not even if that meant not being on the cover or like the centerfold, you know. And I just always, even though that was like a great dumb and crazy dream of mine, I just never thought it would be possible because I'm transgender, you know. And it's like, who back growing up during that time, you know, I just was consuming all these magazines and material and I was just obsessed. And I did think, you know. I could have a chance, but obviously that just never, I never went that direction. And I mean, I kind of tried and it just like, um, it was a disaster for me. You know, I'm just too sensitive to being such a superficial and harsh industry, but whatever times are different now. And who knows, who knows? <laughs> But no, like seriously, uh, I just had this deep fascination with it. So it's always cool to hear about. And I was always curious about reading Holly's book because I don't know, for some reason, something about Holly, Holly Madison was like very, I don't know, something about her drew me in because it's like, I believe some of what she portrayed, like I wasn't like religiously watching the girls next door. I think I'd watch an episode here and there and like some clips, but I just was never like, oh, I have to watch every episode, every season. It was just, you know, I fully didn't understand it because I was a little too young and, but I just knew they were pretty and something about what they had, I wanted, you know, but now that I've like looked later on and I don't know, even when I was 18, I dated, not dated, but I would, hooking up with this older guy who was pretty successful and he was like I've dated playboy models like I've been around some of those other men who date playboy models like I used to go do this and that and we'd like blow thousands and thousands of dollars in one weekend in Vegas you know it was just like I don't know it's just that was his lifestyle and he just—he was one of the first guys to give me insight that the being a Playboy model and just being involved in that world is really not what it seems. It's just um, a lot uglier than you might think, you know. And I—I I was just kind of like jarred in a way because I was like, "Why am, like, how did I come into this place where like?" I'm fucking a guy who used to fuck Playboy models and um, has like this really nice house and collects vintage magazines. And that for some reason I'm what he's seeking, you know, I'm what the eye of, I don't, I'm the person he wants at the moment, you know, and it's, I mean, obviously it wasn't great either. Like he was handsome and everything, but like he was heavily in, he was not, I don't know. I really, this is all speculation, but like he was doing drugs and I ended up doing drugs with him, you know, and it just wasn't a good situation. And I mean, I've talked about him in the past, but I'm just like relating all of this to Playboy and how it goes back to me. But anyways, yeah, like, and then over the years, it's, I did follow a few like more modern playmates, you know, like that occasionally modeled for Playboy, but they didn't have like these super big modeling careers. I just saw them as like hot, you know, very beautiful models who kind of were also like influencers, but more like artsy and more about like nude modeling you know it's not just about like promoting shit on instagram you know i'm not into those kind of influencers obviously but um yeah back to the memoirs and stuff and then i most recently heard the episode about isabella saint james and that kind of was like a new twist to it where she gave her perspective and that basically it wasn't like a memoir memoir it mostly was about what it was like being one of Hugh Hefner's girlfriends you know and how she had and like whole her her whole perspective because like apparently this woman she was like incredibly smart and um she was like she went to law school and went all the way up to like taking a bar exam but then i guess the bar exam is like the three part process and the last day of testing she didn't she blew it off because she was already pretty deep and like she was pretty much getting involved in like she had a good foot in already in being on the road to, like, securing as well as Hugh Hefner's girlfriend and just being involved in that world. And she chose to do that instead, you know. But I don't know. It just, you know, it definitely brought back up all the reality and ugliness of being a playmate, not just being a playmate, but, like, being one of Hugh Hefner's girlfriend. And I don't know. It's kind of crazy because... This whole time I'm listening to them talk about the whole experience and what, you know, it entails to be a Hugh Hefner's girlfriend in the whole process. And I don't know, it's just kind of crazy because they're constantly, everyone does just view it as you're one of Hugh Hefner's girlfriends and he has a gaggle of girlfriends, And... You know, they all have their roles, they all like do this or that. Like he expects them all to do this and that for him and see him and but he's also paying for them and you know, paying them an allowance and um they're living in the Playboy mansion and which he doesn't even own, you know, it's like it's the companies and he's just paying he's just renting out their rooms for him and his girlfriends and whoever else. And I don't know, it's just this whole like bizarre situation. That's just like, not as glamorous as, or cool as you think. And you know, I'm sure nowadays, a lot of you are looking like ill being Hugh Hefner's or maybe you always knew this, but like ill being Hugh Hefner's girlfriend, that's disgusting, Yeah, you know? He's just an old gross guy. Like why would you even want to do that? But I don't know. It's just, like, I guess me having this, like, fucked-up, warped view of who I seek, you know, and like, a partner and relationships. Like, uh, clearly I had daddy issues. I never had a positive male role model growing up. So, like, looking at Hugh Hefner, I was like, he's not that bad, like. And I have dated like much older men. And I think, you know, if anything, people looked at me and were concerned, even though they didn't necessarily express it. But I definitely did, you know, dip my toe in that. And it was, if anything, traumatizing. Obviously, I wasn't, I came to learn I wasn't really attracted to much, much older men, especially like guys who did resemble Hugh Hefner. No matter the money, no matter what they had, I just couldn't. Like, it was disgusting. I started hating myself, you know. Like, I did have an older sugar daddy for about six months. When I was 19 years old, I was 19, and this guy was in his 50s. And mind you, he lied and said he was in his early 50s, and then he was like, actually, I'm in my late 50s. And I was like, what difference does it make? You're old as fuck, you know? Like, this is super inappropriate. Like, I already get it. Like, we get so many dirty stares when we're out in public together. Like, the only reason I am sticking around is because you know, like, you are paying me and there's a few benefits. You know, there's a there's perks, basically. There's, like, perks here and there but if I knew better I would not have gone down the road I would have told myself not to you know and I think it's just like at the time thinking it was cool and it would make me cool and um it was like in a way an easy way to like get money and you know live like kind like get it the experience of living a lavish lifestyle, even though I really wasn't, you know? And yeah, this guy like totally mistreated me and talked down to me all the time and expected me to have sex and just deal with it all because he was paying me, you know? And that was just like a very traumatic thing that I put myself through and I shouldn't have. And I don't know, I just wished I had more. Not that it was anyone's, responsibility at this point because I was 19 but I did wish I had more people looking out for me you know or people who would have spoke up and said like what you're doing is not okay like let's talk you know but who knows if I would have listened you know and I don't know it's just like Thing about talking about all of this I just feel like you know in a way you're damned if you do and damned if you're if you don't and it's like yeah you can blame all these women for wanting to be Hugh Hefner's girlfriend whether they intentionally did or not or like you know for some of them it just kind of fell into their laps where like they were out and about having fun enjoying their lives being hot and then Hugh Hefner spotted them at a club and then ask them, approach them or whatever. And maybe they didn't say yes right away. But at some point they caved in because it's like, why not? You know, you would think it would be like a maybe fun and exciting situation where you would be getting, reaping all these benefits, you know. But the reality is it was just kind of like disgusting. And I don't know, it's kind of like you guys need to like look into it. Just the way, you know, where it's like the Playboy Mansion 99% of the time reeked of dog piss and shit. And you have never forgot half the time who you were, especially as he got older. And um, he so expected you to have sex with him. And it was just, oh, that's just like, oh, like. The way everything's described, I just, like, I don't know. Some of those girlfriends, you know, try to get as much, get away from those responsibilities as much as they could and they got away with it. And obviously a lot of them were very short-term. Like, not very many lasted too long, you know, because it's kind of like he was always having this revolving door of women coming in and out. his girlfriends and it was always multiple it wasn't ever just one you know and like he was never never like fully that rich it's not like he I mean yeah he bought you gifts and did this and that but it was all very limited you know and ultimately like what did you really gain you know unless you were smart about it and just enjoy the experience and didn't have an agenda like Claire and um, Ashley pointed out in their podcast, like, unless you went in there with no agenda and just, you know, took it as what it was, it really wasn't going to be beneficial to you, you know, that whole experience. And I think it just, like, reminded me of how traumatic it was to be around, like, older, gross men with money, you know? And I don't know, it's just, like, For a long time, I was so ashamed of it, too. But now I'm just, like, I did what I did. And, yeah, it was a mistake, but I can't beat myself up for it. And if people want to place judgment on me, like, whatever, that's their thing. And does that make them any better than me? Probably not, you know, whatever. But, yeah, like, uh, I just think, yeah, like, regardless if these women were seeking it out or if it just fell on their lap, or whatever the case may have been, you know, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Cause like, um, I don't know, just like in their case, I just feel like you're gonna be judged. People are gonna like, not think highly of you once they realize that you were one of you have nurse girlfriends, you know? they're either going to be like fascinated and disgusted and impressed or just like completely disgusted, but also fascinated, you know? Because it's like, how could you not be, you know, like you have no, is this, is like, is he dead? I don't remember. I think he is, right? I forgot. But um, he was like this iconic figure in our history, you know, how like, He kind of, like, helped push the sexual revolution and, like, be sex positive and in a way that was, like, sophisticated. And that was kind of his whole vision, even though, like, obviously it was so misogynistic and problematic and he is a very questionable person. I'm not, like, you know, defending him in any way or speaking highly of him because I really don't have a good opinion of him. I'm that's clearly changed, you know, I do I used to be in awe because I did think, you know, he I just knew he was someone of like celebrity status and that he had all these attractive women around him and must have meant something positive, you know, but obviously it didn't. And it's not just like, oh, I don't blame any of the women, you know, and I just feel like it is easy for people to look and place blame at these women. But it's, like, we've created this, like, society where, like, men with money should reap the benefits of their wealth and get what they want, and then that means they could, like, do things that are not normally acceptable, you know, like, date multiple women and... Um, paint like he they're all called his girlfriends, but really, what I looked at it is just like it straight up is just like prostitution, and and that that's like that might be a harsh take on it. And I'm not trying to be like obviously, I'm not judgmental of what these women were doing, but like I really do just think it was prostitution in a level, but instead, it was just being. You got a title being you have nurse girlfriend, but really, he's paying you to live there and have sex with him and like attain, like, uh, what's the word? You're just there to, like, status, you know, service, provide a service for him. And, um, And yeah, like, you do have this role of a girlfriend, but there's all these rules, and I don't know, I just feel like you're pretty much a sex worker, and it's just crazy, because like, a lot of these, Hugh Hefner's girlfriends kind of, like, consider themselves to be above sex workers, and Hugh Hefner even, like, if he knew you had a history of being a sex worker, and, or promoted yourself as such, he would not you would not be allowed to be one of his girlfriends because he his whole thing was, like, the girl next door is a Playboy bunny. Like, it's not porn stars. It's not prostitutes. It's not whores who are in my magazine. It's a girl next door. Like, the girl next door with a naughty side. Like, you get to see the girls next door's nudes. He's kind of, like, in a way, invented leaking nudes, but not in a consensual manner, you know? And that's what Playboy magazine was about. And as influential as he was, like he did still have a misogynistic view about women because it's like he wanted to make a, a good girl look like she had a bad side, you know, a fun, naughty side and that's what he wanted men to seek. And that's what he seeks. So he was like obsessed with that. But like, if he knew you were already, like if you were using your body and had a sexual confidence or this or that, like, and you know, already profiting off of it and doing what is considered sex work, like he would have an issue with it because like he wanted you to still be pure in some way, which it just doesn't make sense to me because like, I feel like, looking at all of Hugh Hefner's girlfriend, none of them looked innocent to me. None of them looked like the girl next door. So I just don't understand. They were always all blonde. They were always, they all had fake tits. None of them, like, looks wholesome. And, like, the girl next door, they look like Playboy models. You know, like, I just don't I do think in the beginning, it used to be more about natural bodies. But as time changed, you know, it's just like this standard, the beauty standard for women just didn't look like it was just the girl next door. It very much looked like this procured, made up, blow up, not even a blow up doll, but like a sex doll, you know, like. Who's blonde. Because that's the only thing you have in her life. And it's just like. I don't know. It's like fucked up and sad. And. I don't know. And yeah like I just feel bad. And I do like want. And I guess my whole motive of like pointing this all out. And talking it all out. Or like bringing it up. Is because. No matter what you're gonna be sexualized or objectified because that's just our society and like men constantly try to fight with you whether you post on whatever it is whether you have an OnlyFans or you don't whether you're posting this or that on Instagram or not like you're still gonna be looked at it someone's gonna objectify you no matter what like whether you're doing this or not, whether you are a good girl or not, like, and that's what I try to point out to guys, but like, they just don't want to understand. Like, they don't want to get it. They do think it's all up to women and it's a choice we made and that we're just very like, they think it's like this thing, this plan that we've set up just to like get this sexual attention and be objectified and get some compensation from it, whether you know it's like getting a sugar daddy, getting a guy dating and marrying a guy with money, or like having an only fans, becoming a sex worker, whatever you know, it's like. You can't do anything right or wrong because men are going to constantly be displeased, you know? It's like, even if you're this wholesome church girl who saved herself for marriage and became a stay-at-home wife hard hardworking guy, like, he's still going to hate you if he hates women, you know? Like, if he has a poor opinion of women in general, like, he's not going to respect his wife. Because deep down, he still hates all women, you know? And that's what I try to point out to guys. But they just won't listen to me. And I still try to point it out to other women as well. But like, half of them are, have all this deep internalized misogyny and they won't listen either. And it just bums me out. Because like, I keep saying, you're down if you do, you're down if you don't. And I don't know, it's just also like talking about my experience with just, you know, I, Nick and I stopped seeing one another, and this breakup has been especially hard, and I've been overly, not overly emotional, but I've definitely been emotional, and I mean, there are some days that were pretty rough, and I just, I don't know, like, I'm still waking up with dread and sadness and feel like something's missing or something's wrong or something's gonna keep going wrong. And I, I don't the main reason Nick and I, like, fell out, the main reason we fell out and argued and that which led to our breakup was he was really unhappy that I was posting photos that were so risque. I me and most, either semi-nude or nude, but I, you know, obviously, because it's Instagram, still had to, like, hide a few things here and there. And, yeah, like, sometimes there was a nipple that slipped by here and there but I've just gotten to the point where I've worked so hard on my like body image and like being accepting of my body and trying to be confident and also still um, get ahead of being objectified and being confident and comfortable with my sexuality as well and I've always just thought it's not bad if I do post these photos because guys constantly are asking me them so it's like I then have the power by posting them already and instead of like being on OnlyFans like I had been in the past or selling them at random times to like random guys who would ask like yeah there's a perk of being paid but It wasn't making me happy. It didn't make me feel emotional. I mean, fulfilled. Like, yeah, there was that moment where I'm like, oh, I get this extra money. Like, this is kind of cool. But yeah, there's always that feeling of like guilt and shame. And I feel like I'm never going to shake that either because growing up Catholic, I've just been conditioned to like hate myself. And that's why I'm like, I feel like I've worked... Catholicism and not very much knowing too much about sexuality and my body and how to interact and place myself in the world as a trans woman, you know, it's kind of like I didn't know where I fit in and what was going on and if I was ever gonna like have people be attracted to me, you know, it's just all so confusing and it just led me down the wrong paths and. Obviously, I was, you know, hurt and traumatized in this way and that way. And I don't, it's just like disappointing because I feel like it hasn't, I never thought it was a big deal for me to post these photos. Because, you know, it's my choice and I have power over it. But, for Nick, it was definitely a deal-breaker. And he was just never going to be accepting of it. And I understand it to a degree. But I also just feel like he's very rigid with his view. And it just got to the point where he's just like... um, Has a negative... Based on his perspective and everything he experienced growing up and just, like, his interactions with women and just what he's experienced and also him being involved with trans women. I do think deep down he just, like, hates women, you know? Like, he does have a negative image of women. Maybe he doesn't... Maybe that's harsh to say, to say he hates women, but I do think he does have this internalized misogyny that he may not fully be aware of and yeah this is just me speculating obviously like but from what I can tell that's how it came off to me and I just feel like him not wanting to be accepting that I can post risque photos of myself because that means I have putting a for sale sign on me I'm telling men to look at me and objectify me and, de- and I'm devaluing myself, you know? And then I'm also, if I send him sexy photos of him, that's fine. But if I post them online for others to see, then they completely are devalued. And I am somehow devalued too, because like all this objectification and sexualization is being like, placed on me because I put these posts out and then he looks stupid. He cares what people think of that. And because I'm being devalued and he's associated with me, it makes him look bad and stupid. And then, yeah, obviously then he's dating a whore with little to no value and he can't deal with that, you know? And I don't know, it's like some of these are the words he said, and I'm kind of just like putting it all together. But I mean, he did allude to calling me an attention-starved whore, and he did say to me that modest and conservative girls get married and attention-starved whores don't deserve to be in relationships because they're not going to be wifed up, you know? And I don't know, it just, like, put all of this into, you know, perspective, and I'm, like, really trying to, like, find an answer, and I'm, like, why do I really want to keep posting these photos. Do I want to just be objectified and sexualized and not be taken seriously by society? Or am I taking ownership of it and empowering myself and trying to make myself feel confident and sexy while also, you know, showing that I'm a human being who deserves to be treated with respect. But now I can't be because... I put these photos up. I don't know. It's just confusing because I'm like, obviously I'm, conf- it's conflicting from, there's obviously a, yeah, I'm conflicted. And part of me is like, is he right? Am I, am I wrong? Is this what the problem is? Or because I've done this, he now doesn't respect me because of his misogynistic view on this whole thing. Or, I don't know, it's just hard to think about because it's like we have come into this time where like it's pretty common to see people's nudes online, but also, you know, it's like still controversial in a way and not everyone's confident in their bodies or whatever. And I'm I don't know. It's just like, I've always just, you know, thought I could be comfortable in my skin and that showing skin is a beautiful thing and it's not necessarily a sexual thing. And I can post nudes. I can post photos of myself nude, but I can still cover myself up. You know, I don't have to, it's not like I'm posting photos of myself jerking off, you know, telling people to fuck me, come and get it. You know, I'm not, like, straight up being up front. I'm just being a big tease, you know? But even if that is just so wrong to him, then obviously, I don't know. It's, like, obviously not going to work out. And then I'm, like, thinking, well... Can I stop doing this? Can I be more modest online and just, like, have more wholesome posts? I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's something that I'm going to have to really think about over time, you know? Because I just feel like I want to have the freedom of to post whatever I want, but also at the same time, I don't want to be told what I can't post, you know? Because, I mean, a lot of my aesthetic and what draws me into is showing skin, you know, and posting photos of myself in my swimsuits and underwear and just very little clothing, you know. And I know there's the whole beach girl aesthetic. And I don't know. I'm like, is that valid or is that not? Should I feel thought about myself Um, am I completely in the wrong you know and did I just like fuck up this relationship for no good reason because of my attention seeking vapidness you know like I don't know it's just is it all meaningless? Is my pursuit of comfort in my own body and wanting to empower myself valid? You know, and it's like I, I feel like you know, depending on the person, we. I just would get different answers. All you know, everyone has their own opinion. You know depending on who I ask, and I don't know, it is, like, a bit tougher for trans women, because it's, like, by default, trans women are just hypersexualized. but I don't want to be this girl who's just, like, I have to be modest now completely, because I have a boyfriend, and I can't like, I, I I can still be sexy. I can still be confident. And I can still post certain photos. But, like, I don't have to show all of me. And I get that. But, like, I don't know. Should nipples be objectified as they should be, you know? She- sexualized and objectified. No, I don't think so. Nipples are just a part of the human body. And it's, like, why is it so bad for me to show my butt and my underwear or my nipples because it is only pure objectification and sexual stares that I'm gonna and you know is the only people looking at me through that lens you know like a hypersexual lens or are other people going to be empowered by or think it's artsy and find it inspiring in some way I don't know like it's all left for debate, and that's why I feel like it's so tricky. And I don't know, obviously it's really disappointing, and I've been hating myself for like hurting Nick in this way. But I do think he projected some of his insecurities and discomfort with sexuality and nudity and all this. stuff that's tied into internalized misogyny and downright just misogyny, you know, because it's like, what if I was a model and what if it was just part of my income and I needed that, you know, but it's like less justified because I'm not technically a model and I'm not getting really much out of this except likes and attention, you know, like. Does that make it worse? Or like deep down. Is this just my way of making up for like never pursuing modeling. And having a career in that. And in a way just fulfilling it through social media, you know. Is that justified? I don't know. It's just. It bums me out to think about it. Because I'm like. Obviously I have stuff to work through and it's not Nick's responsibility responsibility to like figure it out for me or to stand by me while I figure it out, you know. While I figure it out, <laughs> but um, I do think he was very harsh about it, and he I feel like I didn't get to redeem myself or have a second chance, and that it sucks. But ultimately we both came to the conclusion that the long distance was too much for us. And I don't know. And we split up and I thought it was going to be an amicable breakup, but it turned out not to be because he kept having these like moments where he like flooded me with like critical and angry texts and just, you know, trying to put me down and, point out all the mistakes I've made and everything he disliked about me and how people, he's talked to other people about me and they all agree that I'm not like this good person for him to be dating and I'm in general an emotional mess that he can't handle and our relationship was toxic like I thought it was more positive in our connection was so special and I saw, I thought that he saw me for who I am and that superficial stuff like that wouldn't matter and get in the way you know And I thought we could talk it out and work it out and I don't know it's like will I ever stop or tell myself I shouldn't post certain photos because I'm in a relationship, I don't know. And it just sucks sad, you know, in a way, like I did hurt someone with my own, like, doubt and insecurity, you know? And I never intended to hurt someone who was so kind to me, but then took it all back and, really try to hurt me, you know. And I don't know, it's just, it's a lot to contemplate, you know, and I don't know. But yeah, um, I have to go get ready for work, so. Thanks for listening and if you've gotten this far. And um, I hope you guys are having a good day or a good week, whatever. Um, I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>